0: And there are many challenges that missionaries face. And missionaries are real people. They have struggles as families. And the heart of Mission to Missionaries is to provide a place through our retreat center that will give missionaries a place to come and reconnect with God.
1: A place for missionaries and others to find rest. Welcome to First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and coming up, we'll learn about Eden Ridge in Tennessee and talk with the man behind it, Oliver Dossman. Glad to have you listening this week. We always try to find stories that will encourage your faith journey as you follow Christ. And when you use our mobile app or the website FirstPersonInterview.com, you can go back and listen or re-listen to any of the conversations we've had. Again, online at FirstPersonInterview.com or search for the app First Person Interview in your app store. As always, this program is made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company. and You can say thanks by supporting FEBC and its gospel ministry of taking Christ to the world by radio and new means of technology. Have you ever thought about how helpful it would be for missionaries to have an affordable place to go for rest and renewal? Oliver Dossman thought a lot about that, and ultimately God gave him a vision for a place in Tennessee that does now provide this opportunity. I spoke with Oliver via the internet, and as we began, I asked him to talk about his own experience as a missionary
0: kid. My family is originally from France. My parents were both born and raised in Paris, France. And uh, my story essentially begins uh, with their story and them becoming Christians through a Bible, not knowing any Christians in France. There are very few Christians in France. So they became Christians um, through a Bible and a dialogue with God through, through reading His Word. And uh, when I was 13 years old, my parents uh, began to feel that God was calling them to be missionaries somewhere, and they didn't know where that would be. But they became aware of a ministry called hcjb world radio which was a a very large international radio broadcaster located in in quito ecuador sure well known to many yeah we ended up in quito ecuador and my parents were the french voice of hcjb for almost 20 years
1: now uh tell me about uh, being in quito ecuador Uh, of course uh, my own daughter-in-law spent some time there as an mk so uh, a lot of a lot of uh, ministry took place there
0: I absolutely loved being a missionary kid. It was it was life-changing for me, coming from, from France uh, via, via the U.S. first. My parents had to learn Spanish before we went to Ecuador. So we went a year to Texas where they learned Spanish and I learned English. And I was 14 years old, didn't know any English. And I I absolutely loved being a missionary kid, being involved with uh, with the other missionaries, with HDJB, and really fell in love with missions during those few years that, that I was there. So growing up as an MK
1: has uh, blessings and challenges. Um, talk about both. What, uh, how, how do you
0: look upon that? For me, being a missionary kid was, was definitely a blessing. It, it changed my worldview in a major way, being able to understand how most of the world lives. And I saw it as a, as a tremendous opportunity. I absolutely loved it, loved the mission that we were with and loved the missionaries that we were serving with. But I know that for a lot of MKs, there's a struggle in terms of when they go back to the United States, most missionaries being from the United States, uh, they realize that the United States is not their home and, and the country where they were, or where they lived with their parents was their home. And so I know that a lot of missionary kids struggle with that. Uh, being from France then serving in Ecuador with my parents and then moving to the United States, um, I, I absolutely love those years and I wouldn't trade them for anything.
1: Well, catch me up after you were a student at Moody, and that's where we met many years ago, but uh, we lost touch with each other. What, what, uh, how has God led you through these years, Oliver?
0: Well, absolutely. I left uh, Moody in 91 and uh, ended up at uh, Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, which is a great university there. And I stayed there for several years and worked in the computer department at uh, Union. My goal was to become a computer engineer and so that was the main reason why I went to Union after going to Moody. And uh, during those years at Union, uh, Union hired me to work full time for the university. And that's, that's, that was back when the Internet, it's hard to imagine now, but that was back when the Internet was new. The university was not connected to the Internet. And so my project during those couple of years that I worked at Union was to connect Union to the Internet and set up the first website and first email accounts and make all the Internet things work for Union. And that was a great project. Seems like ancient history now, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. It really does. But it really wasn't that long ago. So much technology has changed so fast uh, thanks to the internet. And then I stayed at Union and got a master's in business. Then I moved on to work for Kirkland's, which is a, a retail specialty store, which was headquartered in Jackson, Tennessee at the time where I was living. So I worked with them for three years as their IT director and began to feel that God was putting a burden in my heart create a ministry that would serve missionaries. And so, with two friends from college, we were just finishing up college together, and we began to dream, the three of us, about what we could do to, to help missionaries. And one of those two individuals, a young lady, she asked me one day, she said, if you, ca- if you could have the ideal job, just money being no issue, what would it be? And I said, well, I don't know a hundred percent sure what it would be, but I know it would involve missions. I know it would involve travel. I know it would involve business because I love business. And I know it would involve um, nature. It has to do something to do with nature. And she thought about it for a second. And she looked at me and she said, you should build a retreat center for missionaries. You would get to experience all four of those things. And it just kind of hit me. I thought about it for about five seconds, and I thought, that's it. That's exactly what I (laughs) want to do. So it it just
1: came out of the blue like that to you. Out of
0: the blue, absolutely. And we looked at each other, and her and her fiancé, the three of us were the three that were talking about this. And we looked at each other, and we said, why don't we do that? Why don't we build a retreat center for missionaries? So we all had jobs, and we all had things going on. but We began to dream together, to meet together, and we knew the first step would be to to get our tax-exempt status. And so we started that process. And then we started talking to people about it and getting people excited about the vision. And that's really how the whole project started.
1: And I'm sure you started out with loads of cash that so you could just go out and buy all the land you wanted, right? Oh, we had
0: so much cash, we didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, well, we we had a we had this vision, we had this idea, and we thought surely everybody is going to love this idea. It's going to be awesome. We're just going to talk to people that have money, and we're going to tell them about this idea, and they're just going to jump on board and write a check. Well. As it turns out, we realized very quickly that it's very hard to raise money for something that does not exist, and we really hadn't thought about that. And as we began talking to people, people would say, "Well, that's that's a great ambitious idea. We wish you all the blessings for that. We good luck. Keep us posted." And that was it. And so at at first, it was very very difficult to raise money for the project. But uh, but God had a plan. And that plan included my parents' music. My dad is a classical guitarist. My mom plays the recorder very beautifully. And my parents had done cassettes at the time back in France and in Ecuador. And we began to talk together about doing our first CD. And we thought, well, if people aren't going to give us money as a donation to go towards this project, of a retreat center for missionaries, what if we sold CDs? And so we started working on that and we recorded our first album at HCJB in the studios there in Ecuador. And then subsequently we bought our own equipment and started producing the CDs ourselves. And our goal was when we have $100,000 in the bank, however long it takes us, we will start looking for land because we didn't want to look for land before that and simply be disappointed that we couldn't buy anything. So we thought we've we've got to have some money in the bank before we go and look for land. And... Thanks to God's leading in Providence, within a couple of years, we had the $100,000 in the bank, from most most of it from selling CDs. And that's at the point that we decided, all right, this is it. Let, let's go look for land, and, and let's get this project started to build a, a retreat center for missionaries.
1: But you still have to find a suitable site. I mean, I, I've seen the video from what God has provided. It's stunning. So how did
0: that come about? Well, thank you. It is stunning. We're, we're very blessed with our property. We knew that uh, our Retreat Center for Missionaries was not going to be where we lived at the time, which was in West Tennessee. Uh, We knew that it would have to be in a a scenic area in the mountains or the hills. And of course, we naturally were drawn to to out west. I had been on a couple bicycle trips through the Rockies, one of them to Alaska with another friend from Moody, actually. And uh, so I loved the, the West and the Rockies, but I was also starting my own IT company in Jackson, Tennessee. And. Knew that that wouldn't be realistic. So we were thinking about somewhere in the Smoky Mountains, about four or five hours from Jackson, where we lived, And um, we got an invitation in the mail for a timeshare visit at a resort called Fairfield Glade, which is in uh, East Tennessee, on the edge of East Tennessee and Middle Tennessee, on the Cumberland Plateau. It's a beautiful region. It's not in the Smokies, but it's it's hilly. It's known for its waterfalls and, and a lot of natural beauty. And so we thought, well, it can't hurt. It's a it's a three-day free stay at a resort. And I know we'll have to listen to their timeshare spill, and that's okay. (laughs) And so we did that. We came over to Fairfield Glade, and we really liked the area. And we thought, you know, if we're going to build something like a retreat center for missionaries, it would sure be nice if we were close to a big resort because that would give our guests access to some of those amenities and the trails and things that are there. So we contacted a realtor. And we told them, we would like to be completely remote. We want people to feel like they're out in the middle of nowhere with it when they are at our retreat center. But we also don't want to be any further than, than say, 10, 15 minutes from the interstate because we want it to be accessible. And we also want to be, say, within 10, 15 minutes of Fairfield Glade, the big resort. So that was the task that we gave the realtor. And he began to to do his work to find us a property and showed us about a dozen properties. And then one day he called me up and he said, I've got a property you've got to see. It is 130 acres. And up to that point, we had assumed that with our money in the bank, we would be able to get about 20, 25 acres. He said, you can afford it. It's in your budget. And I replied and I said, well, what's wrong with it? You know, why is it so cheap? <laughs> <laughs> I said, it can't be right. He said, oh, nothing's wrong with it. It's beautiful. It's got bluffs throughout. It's got a creek. It's got beautiful views, but it's just remote. It's in a remote area. 10 minutes from Fairfield Glade, and it's 10 minutes from the interstate. Well, I almost was willing to buy it over the phone without seeing it, but <laughs> obviously I couldn't do that. So we, we came out, we looked at it, and we thought, this is it. I, I saw it in my mind. I saw, I saw a vision in my mind of how we could develop this property as soon as I saw it. And so we signed the paperwork that day to purchase the property. More
1: with Oliver Dossman and this beautiful place known as Eden Ridge, coming up on First Person. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC partners with First Person to bring these interviews to you each week because we never tire of hearing how God moves on the hearts of people to accomplish His purpose. Whether in the hard-to-reach places of the world or right here at home, we serve a living God who leads men and women to do great things for Him. Learn more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Click on the FEBC banner. My guest today is Oliver Dossman. Oliver is president of Mission to Missionaries, and the retreat center is called Eden Ridge, and we'll put information about it on our program website, firstpersoninterview.com. Oliver, talk to me more about the heart of this. What is Mission to Missionaries? What are you trying to accomplish with this retreat center?
0: Well, sure, Wayne. Mission to Missionaries' vision or purpose is to respond to the needs of missionaries so they will be more enabled to reach the world for Christ. And having grown up as a missionary kid and witnessing firsthand how missionaries have a have really a fantastic life of reaching the world for Christ, but it's also a very challenging life. And there are many challenges that missionaries face. They live far away from home. Some of them live in dangerous countries. Some of them live in closed countries where they can't really minister to people. And so missionaries have struggles and missionaries are real people. They have struggles as families and different things going on in their lives and their health and finances. And so the heart of Mission to Missionaries is to provide a place through our retreat center called Eden Ridge that will give missionaries a place to come and just rest and regroup and be refreshed emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so our goal is to provide facilities and to to provide surroundings and an atmosphere where missionaries can truly be refreshed and reconnect with God. And we want them, after a stay with us, to be renewed, and we want them to leave our place refreshed so they are further enabled to reach the world for Christ.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, I've not been there yet. I do want to visit you sometime. But having seen the photographs and the video of Eden Ridge, uh, I wonder how they could not uh, go away relaxed and refreshed after spending time in such beautiful surroundings. And the facilities, not only the land, but the development of the land and the cabins that you've done is just remarkable to see how uh, God has raised up this ministry.
0: Well, thank you. We are convinced and we've, we know in our heart that God has called us to build uh, facilities that are absolutely excellent. We believe, and we often like to say, that we believe missionaries deserve the best. Hmm. And it saddens us when we hear of missionaries who who talk about places where they've been, where they just, you know, they just it just wasn't the best. And we we want missionaries to feel like they are loved, that they're cared for, and we want them to know that we're doing everything in God's name, through God's glory, that we're doing everything for them so that they will— truly be blessed, and truly be renewed and more enabled to reach the world for Christ.
1: Yeah, we were just at a Sunday school picnic uh, a few days ago, and we had a missionary family there with four children, and uh, I told them all about Eden Ridge. (laughs) I hope they'll contact you and spend some time there uh, relaxing with those beautiful surroundings. So, what kind of testimonies are you hearing from those who have uh, taken advantage of this opportunity?
0: Well, we are getting so many positive comments from missionaries who come from literally around the world. And by the way, we've had missionaries come from about 90 countries so far. Uh, Well over a thousand missionary units have come and visited Eden Ridge in the last few years. And so many of them share their stories either by talking to us in person or through the guest book and just tell us that they're worn out. They are physically, uh, sometimes emotionally and sometimes spiritually just worn out. And they're just they're just ready to reconnect with God and, and the testimonies that they're giving us of being refreshed. We had a, a missionary family just email us a couple of weeks ago, and she was sharing with me how she had been asked by a friend where home was and how she had commented back to her friend that, well, she really didn't feel like she had a home. There are missionaries in the Middle East and they're traveling all the time. And she shared with me how she told her friend that if she had to pl- pick a place to be home, it was Eden Ridge, because when they came to Eden Ridge, and they've been guests for several, t- several times now, that they felt that they were home.
1: I mean, I, I know it takes money to operate uh, this uh, this Eden Ridge property, this retreat center. Um, how how does a missionary afford this?
0: As I mentioned earlier, we are we're debt-free as a ministry, and we want missionaries to come, and we want missionaries to be able to afford our facilities. Otherwise, it would defeat the purpose of even building this place in the first place. And so we offer missionaries an eighty percent discount, which means that missionaries can stay for a very, very low cost. And that's our goal. We want them to. We don't ever want money to be the reason that missionaries cannot come.
1: Yeah, I would imagine if they stayed at a very expensive resort, it would uh, cost an, an exuberant amount of money. It'd be and very, yet, very expensive. Somehow you're able to subsidize that. Is is that because of
0: donors? It is because of donors, and it's also because we don't have any salaried staff. So all of us are volunteers, which means that our operating costs are very, very low. And so our goal is simply to meet our operating expenses, which are very low, again, because of no salaries. So it's just insurance and internet and utilities and those sorts of things. And so we're able to keep those costs really low. The missionaries pay a small fee, which covers those costs. And then all of the construction projects, all the capital projects are 100% uh, paid through with donations.
1: Who qualifies? I know
0: missionaries, but uh, what qualifiers do you put on it? We have a statement of faith that we ask our guests to agree to in order to be able to stay at Eden Ridge. And although we're focused on missionaries, we also welcome uh, Christians who agree with our statement of faith to come, uh, pastors and Christian workers. But our focus is on missionaries, and that, that will always be our focus. But again, we do welcome others to come as well. Are there programmed
1: activities, or is this truly a place to come and just unwind?
0: It is a place to come and unwind. And we do have plans in the future to offer additional services that the missionaries will be able to take advantage of. And because we're also close to the the resort of Fairfield Glade, our guests have a tremendous opportunity, especially for those families that have children, to use the amenities in Fairfield Glade, including golf courses and lakes and beaches and Swimming and so it's such a, a wonderful opportunity for guests to not only have the opportunity to rest at Eden Ridge, but also to explore the area and be involved in many activities.
1: So missionaries with young children can come.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And we never really thought about that. We we always kind of had a in our mind what what a missionary, the typical missionary family that would come would be like. And of course they have children and they have teenagers. And uh, we have many many families that come and. They use this as a place of vacation, really? Well, Oliver, I know you have bigger
1: plans yet. well, let me put that another way. God has bigger plans yet for what's happening at Eden Ridge. Talk to me about what uh, what you see uh, as uh, as the Lord leads in the future what what's this going to be like?
0: Oh, thank you, Wayne that is a that's a fantastic question. and uh, we do have very big plans for the future as, as far as I see it. we are we're just getting started. I think God is going to continue to lead us. As we expand our facilities, we do plan to continue to develop Eden Ridge as a, a world-class missionary retreat center. We have plans to build 20, 25, or even more uh, guest facilities and cabins, and also a group facilities for family reunions and conferences. And beyond that, we are also looking at building a retirement village for missionaries. So miss- really? many missionaries retire, and many of them have rented their whole life and don't have uh, the, the nest egg that many of us have of having built a house and paid it off over over time. And so those missionaries come home, and they don't have the finances in order to buy or build a house. And so we want to build a village where missionaries will be able to rent very affordably uh, beautiful homes for them to live in when they retire.
1: Well, as I said before, we're going to put the information on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. And, but let me paint a picture for a moment. You call them cabins. <laughs> <laughs> these are luxury cabins. These look beautiful.
0: Thank you. Yes, we uh, we're very proud of them. We as I mentioned earlier, we really want missionaries to to have the best and we and we believe they they deserve the best.
1: Yeah, these are not rustic facilities. So what is the area like around uh, where Eden Eden Ridge is located?
0: Well, we are on the Cumberland Plateau, which is an area about an hour about 60 miles west of the Smoky Mountains. It's an area that's very rugged. It's a, a forest area, a lot of creeks, a lot of waterfalls. In fact, it's known for the waterfall, the tallest waterfall uh, east of the Mississippi. is just uh, 30 minutes from us, and there are many, many waterfalls and hiking trails in this area. We're also on the path of a new project in Tennessee called the Cumberland Trail, which will uh, connect uh, South Tennessee with north of Tennessee. It's going to be about 300 miles. And that that trail actually goes right by our property, just right across from our gate. And so our guests will be able to go hiking as, as far as they want. And so it's a beautiful area. It's a very wooded area, a lot of nature, and it's just a beautiful place for us to, to develop this this project.
1: Oliver, here on this program, we focus on God's calling. You have experienced God's calling, haven't you? It's unmistakable that God has led you to where you are and where you're going. You have to feel that.
0: Absolutely, I do. It's, it's burning in my heart. I know it's, it's a calling that God has given me. God has brought wonderful people along the way to help, and, and many of them are involved today. And uh, so it's a team effort. It really, truly is, and I'm so blessed to be involved with this this vision, and I'm so grateful to God for giving us this vision to build a place for missionaries.
1: And I'm sure you'll want to know more about Eden Ridge, its story, and its mission to encourage and support missionaries. We'll put links to it on our website, FirstPersonInterview.com. You'll even be able to watch a video allowing you to see just how picturesque Eden Ridge is. So go to FirstPersonInterview.com and follow the links provided to Eden Ridge. And if there's someone else you feel should hear today's interview, please pass along the link from our website where this program is now online. I'm glad to say there's another gospel-driven organization that makes this program possible. It's the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC takes Christ to the world through radio and new technology, and millions respond after hearing God's Word, many for the first time. Show your thanks for First Person by supporting FEBC. You can follow them by clicking on the banner at our website, firstpersoninterview.com. And then anytime you'd like to leave a comment or make a suggestion for this program, visit our Facebook page where there's up-to-date information, facebook.com slash interview With thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. See you next time for First Person.